Okay, welcome back to episode number 29. How are you guys doing? Oh, be real good. Good, 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 good. Excited, high energy. It's been, it's been a couple of weeks since Tomorrowland, so I'm feeling pumped now I'm back. <laughs> Glad to hear So you're here with myself, Olu, Shuwao, Pabilo, and Daniel. How are you guys doing? Perfect. Good. I'm very, 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 very excited. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to crafting, crafting a message on this episode for sure. Exactly. That's why I asked you guys again, are you guys okay? I wanted to make sure everyone's okay. Because this week's episode is going to be a deep one. So we're doing a part two of the therapy um, episode. We did a few, a couple of months ago, I believe it was. Yeah. So um, where Pabilo mentioned that he had started therapy, Shuwal mentioned that he was about to start therapy. So we thought it would be good to have a follow-up discussion where we just go into it, how's the experience been, what they're learning, are they actually becoming better people yeah. based on it? So, and then so. we've got, yeah, we all hope so. And then we've got the book review, which will be taken by Shuwao. So, so stay tuned and let's get started. Oh yeah, just just to be clear, uh, Olu, we've so we've um, we've taken one therapy session, which is extreme, which has been extremely powerful, and given uh, the impact it's had on us, we're thinking about uh, taking more. So we haven't necessarily okay, taken more so than one. Okay, so I was worried for a second. I thought you guys were going to take yeah, couples, yeah. couples therapy together, <laughs> like you two are going to be like, <laughs> no. we took the first one, it went so well that we decided that we're going to do it together. <laughs> No, but I think I think so. I think the, maybe we should set the context as to why we why we why we wanted because we went back and forth as to whether why should we share or not our experience. Um, and I think it ties very well into what we spoke about a few months ago, which was especially the black and brown community don't see this as something which would effectively make sense. You know, why would you go to therapy? Why would you tell anyone else uh, your thoughts, concerns, issues outside of the house? So I think I think we're. In, in a great way, we're going against the grain. And I think it will be quite um, interesting uh, just to get people's perspectives and people that are listening. Shuo, mm. uh, how do you want to kick off? All right, cool. So I think uh, Olu, Olu explained, explained at the beginning that we, we touched upon kind of the mental health topic and talking to people and counseling and therapy a few episodes back. And recently, Pabilo and I, we had an experience where through a, through a kind of mentorship program, um, we were given the opportunity to speak to a therapist and, a, and she's kind of like a counselor or a life coach. And the idea is the idea of the discussion with her is for her to try and unlock if there's any part of you that's kind of hidden, or if there's a certain part of you that you're trying to improve, um, help unlock that and help you understand more about yourself. Now, me and Pavila, we both had. I would actually say it's probably a very life-changing conversation in terms of the insights that I got into myself. And because of the experience, we just wanted to share it with the, with the podcast listeners because the benefits of having these conversations and really understanding these parts of you that you had no idea were inside and where it stems from, from, from your childhood, basically. It was just, a, it was just an unbelievable experience. So I, I think that's pretty much the context, unless I've missed anything out, Pete. No, that's right. No, and I think, I think, um, so going into it, I was told that this lady in particular, she's really good at tapping into your childhood because what she's basically saying is that 
a lot of what you do today and a lot of how you think is very much connected to your childhood uh, as early as the age of three and four. But what's interesting is you don't, unless someone tells you that you don't actually know. So you think you're actually evolving, peeling back the layers of, of, of the skin and, and constantly growing. Um, but until you, until your, your, your awareness has been raised at what you've experienced at the age of three, four, five, or seven, you're unable to sort of disconnect those sort of neurons and, and make new connections and new patterns. Mm. So that was kind of go, going into, it, I knew that she, this is what she was good at doing. So I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to just put it all on the table. I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to share whatever I can, whenever I can, however much I can, whatever she asked me, because I really want to see um, what it is. What is it about maybe what I experienced at three, four or five or six that maybe I'm still doing today that I can help to um, unleash. It was about trying to unleash the potential, but I think, so, so the first thing that she actually, um, she actually had us do uh, was so the first thing we said, actually, she said, so tell me about what's going on today. And, you know, we explained, you know, we're in a great space, uh, you know, sort of wife, work and, and everything else. And then, and then I said, but there's, there's this piece of me where I believe that I can do a lot more than what I'm doing today. Um, and, I'm, and, and I'm not quite there yet and I'm working towards it. But there's a level of frustration because although I think I'm on, I'm moving towards that direction, I'm not, I'm not there. So, so it's kind of keeping faith and keeping motivated whilst I'm in this particular space. Um, and one of the things that she actually flipped for me, 180, she, I kept on saying to her about, I'm not yet reaching my potential. I'm not yet reaching my potential. I'm not yet reaching my potential. And she said to me, do you think your potential is something which is finite? I said, what are you talking about? She <laughs> said, <laughs> she goes, is your potential something which is limited? I says, no, I don't, I don't think it is. And she goes, so why is, why do you feel it's something that you're, you have to reach someday in the future, some, at some point, um, have you ever thought about you're actually achieving your potential every single day you live your life, as long as you're doing what you're, what you're working towards. And, and that was like a complete game changer because every time we've spoken about potential, I always position it as something that you work towards, you're working towards, but she was saying, she very much said, no, your potential is something which is infinite and if you if if you pride yourself on mentoring, if you pride yourself on on having the best health or inspiring others to invest, you are living your potential today. Uh, and so it's important to recognize that, internalize that, and and live through that. It's not something that is some way in the future that you eventually get to. So yeah, that was that was the first thing that she uh, she kind of put upside on its on its head. Just a good question. Actually, how, just a good question. How long is this? How long was this therapy session? It was two hours. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Two, yeah, hours. two hours. And by the by the end of it, you are finished. Because you're, you're using a different part of your brain. You're, you're unlocking different parts that you probably haven't used for a long time. Brother, and... it was. I felt like she had put some some. I don't know what it was, but it was deep. You're right. You're right. It was. It was. It was different parts of the brain. Yeah, for sure. And I think. And I think the way that she describes the whole process is what she's doing is she's basically unplugging your brain, rewiring everything because everything can get a little bit messy and a little bit haywire. And then once she's rewired everything, plugs it back in, and that's exactly how it feels. Yeah. So uh, was it was it more like CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy? Would you class it as that? Um, I think so the, building on the, the point that Pabilo was saying at the beginning what she does is she and this is actually a great exercise which I'd highly recommend for everyone is imagine you're having a conversation with the future self mm. so Daniel imagine you're having a conversation with the 35 year old Daniel 
And that 35-year-old Daniel was sat opposite you in front of your desk or wherever. And be, be that person at that moment. Feel what he's feeling. Feel what it feels to achieve everything that you said that you wanted to achieve. Feel what it feels. Imagine your kids are walking around, they're running around the house. Imagine being in that position and you're looking at yourself now, today, sat where you are today. What would that 35-year-old Daniel say to you where you are now and what advice would you give to yourself? And normally that exercise, it really helps to unlock which are the areas where you know deep down that you're not pushing or you're not doing as consistently as you should. But being, being that... Being in that person who's already achieved what you're trying to go towards and giving that advice to yourself, it's a powerful exercise. And just the way that she makes you just feel, breathe. Imagine being the 35-year-old Daniel who's done everything. How does it feel? You instantly start to sit up straight when you're talking to her. You feel more confident. You're, you're breathing better. It's just, it, it, that, that was a crazy exercise how she did that first part. So, so I, I, um, I, would, I, would even, I, can, I think this part I could probably share. I remember saying, um, she, she asked me and I said, and what, what's, what I find interesting is that when these questions, you almost like, you would, you'd think you have nothing to say, but actually you've got so much to say. So you fi you'll find yourself saying so much in, and in your own mind, you're thinking, where's all this coming from? But it, it, it's all there. It's all there. And she's helping to unpack it. So I, I said things along the lines of, I, and you had to describe how the person looked and, and, and how they felt. And I said, I see, I see someone that is very rel relatively well-groomed um, and standing in front of a, of a large audience, uh, inspiring and, and giving a talk on, on something across a number of different areas. Um, I see that person telling me, Pabilo, to keep faith in the journey. When you get to this stage at the age of 35, uh, it's, it, it's beyond belief what impact you'll be able to have on people. You think right now at the age of, th at the age of 30 that you'll be able to touch a few people's lives. Trust me when I say, as long as you keep doing what it is that you, you stay true to, you'll be able to impact more lives than you could ever imagine. Uh, it's worth the fight. It's worth the frustration. It's worth the struggle. Uh, never give up because of what is waiting for you. So it was all of, this is everything that was coming out. And I, and I wasn't thinking about what I was saying. I was just, it was just literally coming out. It was like a, it was pouring out. And I, and, um, and so, yeah, so I thought that was a very powerful uh, exercise um, and she basically said, you know, start living a lot of what you said today. Why do you have to wait until that age before you start looking the part? Why do you have to wait until that age before you start impacting people's lives? Why do you have to wait um, until that age before that person said what it's worth? And so immediately you start thinking, you know, yeah, why not? Why, why can't I start to, you know, look the part, uh, dress the part, uh, um, start... Um, she says, what she said to me, she goes, if that's who, if that's who you want to be, I want you to start looking. I want you tomorrow morning when you go to work to imagine you're going to a venue to talk to thousands of people it, from tomorrow, straight away. Let's go. And so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm sweating because I'm, because <laughs> I'm just like, like, she's right. She's like, you know, it's, it's not fake it till you make it. It's like, be it till you see it. And it's like, wow. It's like, why don't I have that level of enthusiasm every morning because it's because the thing about it, what's powerful about what she's saying is that the person, when she does this with you, the person who, the, what you tend to, what you say at the age of 35, Daniel, you wholeheartedly believe that that is going to happen. It's, it's just a matter of you walking towards that particular point in time. So you don't believe you've said anything that you can't achieve. You don't believe you said anything that is way out there. 
And so what ends up happening, you say to yourself, well, yeah, why can't I start to be that person now today? So yeah, that was, that was uh, again, another powerful piece. Um, maybe sure you want to give a few points on maybe what you said. Yeah, I think for, for me, the biggest one was just, uh, I actually told my future self, told my present self to just chill out a little bit in the sense of don't try to be so hard on yourself to always try to do everything and do do it all to a high level and kind of setting yourself very, very high bars, which is pushing you along, but you're going to get to where you're going to be. You're going to get everything that you really want in life. You will do it. You have all the tools available. You have all the strategies. You're meeting all the right people. Everything is going in the right direction. So don't panic and don't move away from the path that you're on and just keep pursuing it. And then you'll be completely fine. And it was weird because it was, I genuinely felt like I was at that age looking at myself achieving everything that I've done and looking at myself and you really feel that in you and when you when you when you feel that it gives you that confidence and the belief and that assurance that, okay this is it's inevitable that it will happen like I have zero doubt yeah. it will happen yeah and having having that and again what Pibula is saying she's not she's just probing asking you a few questions all of this is you talking to yourself that's why I thought it was just genius how she how she did it um but that that was the the individual part. I think the the next part, which probably we can move on to, is the the part which you really start to unpack a lot of things. So this is when she asks you to to imagine now how you were instead of the future you, but going back to the younger version of you. Pete, do you want to explain this bit because you explained it quite well? Yeah, no, sure. And just before just before we go to that, I, I can I'll share this. Um, so one of the things that uh, and just to give you examples to how she matches kind of what you what space you grew up with in terms of how you think today. So one of the things I said to her was that there's there's a part of me which is well I, this is what I said to her. I said to her, um I, I feel I've got to the stage in my life where I have satisfied I have satisfied what my parents wanted from me. And now I find myself at a stage where I'm looking for, you know, uh, a, a new set of guidance, a, a sort of guidance to take myself to the next level and my family or something along those lines. And then and then she says um, not 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 to discredit what they've done, but I'm almost saying I I find myself now guiding my brothers, guiding my mother, guiding my father in terms of in terms of their life. But I, where's I want some some sort of um, sort of guidance in that sense, and I'm looking for it. And she said to me, um, uh, and so I said to her, um, she goes, talk to me a little bit about your mother. And one of the things I said to her was, I said my mother was was really great in teaching me be happy and content with what you have. And she, she showed me over the years um, to make the most of what you have. And so she, she immediately made the connection between perhaps where I find myself today is, is making the best with what I have um, and how it's a direct link with, with what um, my mother showed me over the years. And we went into a few examples, but you, you, really, you really go back in time and you think that it's no coincidence or it's no surprise. You are the way you are because of, what environment you actually grew up in, and it's 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 very deep rooted and tightly connected. So th there was there was discussions like that, but where it really sort of um, it, it got really hot, and I, and I was my eyes were closed, I was sweating, I was you know I wasn't even looking at her anymore. Is she basically ran this exercise? What she said is, I want you to imagine that you're four years of age, and I want you to to go back and I want you to um, think about where you was at this time in in your life. Um, and I want you to think about sort of where you was living, the area, etc. 
And I want you to think, I want you to, um, you're in, picture yourself in the uh, kitchen diner area and your mother being on one side of the table and your father being on the other side of the table. And she says to me, what side of the table was you sitting on? And I, and I happened to say, actually, I wasn't sitting on either side. I was sitting on the end. And, and I can tell you what's, and it's, it's, you're not hesitating when she asks you these questions. It's almost like you can really see yourself there and you're actually really giving uh, that account. And she, she says, I want you just to, your age now, you're walking and you're looking at the, you're standing by the front of the door and you're watching your four-year-old self and you're watching your father and you're watching your mother. And the, the exercise is effectively, I want you to picture yourself, I want you to walk behind your four-year-old self and I want you to sort of put your hands on your four-year-old self and I want you to get into who you are at four years of age and, and tell me what you feel, tell me what you think, tell me who's interacting with you whilst you're on that table. Tell me uh, whose attention you're trying to Who's attention you're trying to get? So we went through all of that. And then she says, I want you to go over to your, your mother, stand behind her. I want you to put your hands on her shoulders. I want you to put your, your hands um, um, on her head. And I want you to tell me what you think she feels at that age, at four years of age. And what you'll find that is really um, um, astounding is that you know so much about what your mother felt. More than you could have, I didn't even, I didn't even know where this, all the information was coming from. I was just talking and talking and talking and I found myself saying so much. And then, and then you do the exact same thing. You go to your father and she goes, I want you to um, uh, stand behind your father and I want you to, to imagine and picture all of his emotions, positive, negative. Tell me what you think he's feeling and why. And obviously for personal reasons, I'm not going to go into sort of what, the, what those are, but the, the whole point of it is that once you've done that, you can imagine you've got, it's, it's very mentally exhausting. And as you've come out of that process and you've gone through what your mother feels, you've gone through what your father feels, what she does is she gets you to, to go back to where you are at four years of age. And she gets, she says to you, now I want you to stand up on the table at four years of age. And I want you to look at both your parents. And I want you to, what you basically do is you, you repeat back to your parents, all of the negative emotions that they felt and say to them, I understand, mom, you feel X, Y, Z. I understand, dad, you feel X, Y, Z. And at the age of 20, 29, I'm going to leave these feelings here. And I'm going to turn around and only take the feelings you want me to feel. Because what she's effectively saying is that for all of these years in our lives, we have carried um, all of the negative and sometimes positive emotions that our parents felt at that age. And I promise you, if you run this exercise in your own time, you will, you, will, you will have that aha moment and realize there is a very strong connection between what your mother felt and what your father felt. And you actually, without actually asking your parents, you know what they felt. And so why I thought it was powerful is because she gave, she gave us the freedom to turn around and only take on the feelings that our parents wanted us to feel, not what they felt, because we actually carry what they feel, negative and positive. And so... It's, it, it raised a very interesting level of awareness in now when I, when I live my life, I, I'm very careful in terms of what emotions I allow to really impact my life and not, and where they're actually coming from. So, so that was, um, I don't know, sure you want to add a bit more to that? No, I think, uh, I think, I think you basically uh, summarized it perfectly. It's just the, the way that she went from the initial exercise of talking your future self talking to you now to then going back to your childhood and even the way she was explaining when you when you see yourself at the the, the dinner table and she asks you to describe okay where's your where's your mum 
and where's your dad even the way that they are positioned in your thought process where they are sat where your position is to them that also can indicate your relationship with your parents as well and it's just it was a mind-blowing uh exercise and that's probably saying you end up just saying stuff that you had no idea you've things that you've never even thought about yourself intentionally but you just the words just come start flowing out and you really see yourself in that um in that exercise and what the biggest revelation for me was just not so much for myself but really imagining being my parents and what their perspective was at that time yeah and the worries that they had because these, this is—I've never in my life thought back to when I was four years old and what was my mom thinking about our family setup at the time. What were her worries at the time? And when you do that exercise and thinking it from their perspective, it completely unlocks a, a different perspective of my own parents. And this is through a conversation without my parents even in the room. So it, it just—it just kind of—it just blew my mind. Blew my mind. Sure, MP. How did you guys struggle to remember? Like no, events, no, you, guys no you know, well, you guys say this that is to what's, me right this is what's now. Amazing. Like, okay, when I was four, I'm like, what was it? Where was I? What was I doing? Like, I struggle to sort of recollect. No, but, the... yeah. but, but so you're, you're in Nigeria. You're, what you're doing is you're not trying to remember the events. What you're what you're doing is you're 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 tapping into how your parents felt. So all you need all you need to, all you need to keep in mind is at four years of age. Imagine you have to say you have to picture yourself on a dining room table. So you know what house she was living at that time or or apartment or wherever it may be. And what you're what you're what you're doing is you're you're saying, okay, this is how my mother felt and this is how my father felt. And and that is what you realize you know way mm. more than you ever thought you ever knew. Mm. So it's not necessarily the, the events or what was I doing that for? What, what school did I go to? It's more, it's more what did they feel? Mm. And 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 the other thing, um, so um I was so moved by this. Um uh, I remember after the call, uh, I didn't say like Lauren was. I said Lauren, I just need a, I just need like about fifteen minutes just to try and understand uh, what she was telling me, or try and understand what I do with this now because it's it's powerful information. So um um, so what I did is I decided to extend the therapy session at home, and so I went home and I basically uh, it was myself, my brothers, and my mother, and we and I shared with them what you know what I explained and I really, exp- um, so I, you know, it's funny because I'm telling my mother everything I told this lady and she, she didn't say to me, oh, why are you telling this lady? She, because it was, because she said, I said to her, I'm telling you because I kind of want to know if it, if it was true or not. And she said to me, yeah, it's it's pretty much 99%, 100% accurate. Um, and so it, it, what it does, it validates, it validated that we know without knowing, we know so much about how they felt and we're also living what they feel. But the other thing is, it, it was so powerful that it brought tears to more than one person in my family when we had the discussion. The other thing it did is that it made me look at my uh, middle brother. I will never be able to look at him the same as I've done before. So, so I, I, it's it's made me value him because of the discussion that we had and, and what came out of it. I now look at him as something, uh, I say, much more valuable or or or, or, or say um, uh, more meaning to. to to me and to us as a family than I would have ever done. It would have never uh, occurred to me um, without having that discussion. So it's, it, it's not only benefited and valued, uh, brought value to, to my journey and, and, what, and myself and Lauren, but by having the conversation with the family, it opened up 
uh, it opened up a lot. It was it was very it was very emotional. It was very emotional. It was um, so so yeah. That was that was the um, the experience. Yeah, and I think for me the it was it just blew my mind after I had that conversation with her. It was two hours and it's an intense conversation. You finish, and then my brain was just fried. I couldn't comprehend the conversation that I just had with her. Um, and it took, I think I just went straight to bed and it, the next morning I was waking up and reflecting on it. And the, I would recommend this experience to anyone. And it made me also see the benefit of just talking to a professional person who's qualified in doing this well and speaking to them and not holding anything back. You, you get out whatever you put into it. Um, and it's something that I got a lot of benefit from, and I and I the, to me there is zero. The, it doesn't make sense for anyone to not do it. No, like I would highly I mean, recommend the lady to anyone, or just talking to any person, and just if you really want to understand yourself and unlock yourself, it has to it has to be done by everyone. It's funny you say this. And, and I think I think follow, what was powerful follow, is it, it's nothing to do with it's it's not about. Again, we we tried to debunk the myth in 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 the episode a couple months ago, which is it's not about. What she said, what she said, which is what I loved as well, is sometimes she says your past was perfect. Now it's time to look forward and 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 move on without those emotions and feelings, because you know so we, we we all we're holding back because we think we're thinking, oh, I, I don't want to share that part of of my life, or it, it, it's not so attractive, or whatever the case may be, or I don't want to tell you what my mother felt, or what my father is, or what he felt. It's not about that. It's it's about raising that level of awareness and understanding that. You, you, you're operating today largely based on what um, you grew up or, or, on, on the emotions you grew up around. And until someone helps you to unlock it, you may never, you may never ever reach your your destination aspiration because it was always holding you back. So it's it's almost see it like a uh, performance uh, therapy discussion. How do you mm. unlock and unleash who you are to to further yourself and 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 those that you're trying to impact? Mm. As I was trying to say, based on, um, but it's um, and, and you, you know it's, it's interesting. I, I mean, you hear that? <laughs> no, 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 wait, no. The thing, no. the thing, no. The thing, no, no, no. no. He's done that twice. He's done that twice. Of course, you can hear me. I'm trying to talk. And you, you cut me off twice, Bruh, This no one in this service couldn't even have to say anything because you were talking. Because I am saying something, and you can hear me, and you can hear me. Yeah, cool. It's not. Even, it's not even a question for Pep. What I'm trying to say is, based on the last conversation uh, from the first episode when we talk about therapist, yeah. I actually signed myself up to speak to to speak to someone. Mm. Um, and the converse, I'll shout, I will be having a conversation, and um, I'll be having my therapy session in a few days. But oh, I just wow. wanted to be transparent and say, yeah, I, I, it's something I've, I've wanted to do, but I just kind of put off and delayed it. But yeah, I'll be having a therapy session. And how are you feeling about it, Daniel? Are you excited? Nervous, excited, um, yeah. also. You know, I want to be transparent and open and mm. um, just be free, mm. but also just just nervous, I, I, I suppose. Yeah. No, I think I think and probably that gives us a, a, a good way to close because I think maybe we, we can share a recommendation for anyone. I would highly recommend anyone to contact a qualified professional and really talk to them. And then when you're having that conversation with them, do not hold anything back. Whatever you put into that conversation, you will get out. 10 times uh 10 times the outcome so just go all into it very, with a very open mind and it's as Bilo said it's more of like a performance coaching kind of session and it's really to unleash that part of you that you may be holding back 
from yourself. So, P, I don't know if there's anything you want to close with. No, the only thing I want to close with was, was something which was quite comical at the end, which was, as we, as Daniel asked, how long was the session? It was two hours. And what was interesting, as we were, it was, very, it was a deep discussion. Um, I think she was even a little bit emotional, but I'm not too sure if that was kind of her job to kind of play on the tears. But what what happened was it was it was like running. I, I was thinking, well, this this might go to this might go to like two and a half hours, three hours. Like this is a really, really good conversation. I love it. And then as it as it got to as it got to like um one hour fifty-nine minutes, the lady was the lady was deep in in her in her uh in her session. As soon as it got to two hours, she goes, Oh, yeah. Uh, time's up. She goes, oh, she so goes, she goes uh, I've got someone in the lobby waiting for my next session. And I was like, I swear <laughs> to God. I was like, uh, I was like, listen, listen, never forget, P, that this is always, it's always people are trying to get paid. But nevertheless, that was just a nice little joke. But nevertheless, it was, um, I, so so I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I will be personally looking for, um, more therapy sessions later uh, moving forward. Like Lauren, Lauren took part in one again, uh, very impactful. And it's something that we're not going to shy away from and do more and more as we go along. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're going to have a part three after Daniel goes to his and I attend mine. We might have another debrief. You know, we're trying to change the narrative. Um, this is not something people should be afraid of. Um, it's really good to express yourself, really truly understand why you're the way you are and how you've been programmed and truly be able to unpack what you're going through. So no, really appreciate this, Shual and Pabilo for being vulnerable and sharing this. Yeah, I'm everyone. looking forward to the debrief with you guys then. That's uh, that's, that's in the diary. Raw. <laughs> yeah, let's, we're not making any comments here now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so we're going to pass it on to Shual. We've been looking forward to this part. Hopefully this is not. I hope this doesn't disappoint. Sorry, Daniel, say that again. <laughs> hopefully this doesn't disappoint. I think I think the book you're gonna review, sure. I don't know. You haven't told me is Atomic Habits. No, no I don't I, even think it's a book. Now, P, you you've done Atomic Habits. No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, have you not? No, I don't think I don't I don't think it's a book. Uh, ooh, Daniel, Daniel's on to a winner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a journal. Is it a poem? Is it a poem? Hold on, hold on. It's even better. It's even better. So what I thought, you know, to keep things spicy, right? Because we've been doing book reviews every week. And then there was that one week where I did a journal. I thought, let's, let's keep things fresh. So this week, for you gentlemen, I have a content recommendation. Oh, shut up. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason why is because... It's something that I've watched recently and it, it stirred up so many, so many emotions inside me. And cause it's very fresh. Cause I watched it today. I was like, I have to share it. So when, when they see us. Yeah. It's a, it's a Netflix documentary. Oh, called when episode, they see us. Man. Oh, but yeah. that's, that's a whole episode. We can't do that in a review. That, no, 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 no. I was crying. By <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was yeah, crying yeah. at the end. Uh, I, I, I was crying. Know, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, let me watch it. Let me watch it. For no, the no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Before, before that, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was crying at the end. Mm, that's yeah, a whole episode. episode. That's an right. extended episode. A whole episode. All right, cool. Um, so if that's the case, she was like, <laughs> "I guess I got out of this." <laughs> no, okay, okay, cool. Okay, so what we'll do, what we'll do is I'll give, I'll do a little layup for that episode that we. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to. I don't, I don't think we should watch it. Repeat. And then I think let's talk about. No, no, I'll just, I'll just explain a little bit about the. I'm not going to give anything away, but just the general context. Thing is, I, the thing is, I've cried enough in my therapy session. I ain't got time to cry no more. No, no, no you cry now. Uh, trust me, you're this, crying. This one, P, you watch, and you'll just be angry. 
Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. You have mixed emotions. I've heard. All right, guys. So basically, because you've put a complete spanner in the works, and I was planning to talk about when they see us and have a very healthy debate, I'm going to have to do a book review on a different book instead. So this week, I will be talking about um, a book called Man's Search for for Meaning Mm. by Victor E. Frankel. Yeah. So before I start describing it, have you guys read about it or heard it? Heard about it? No, yeah, I've, heard, I've heard about. Technically, heard about. you could lie to us if, if you haven't read the book, you could tell us it's about anything, and we'll believe you. But no, I haven't read it. No, so actually, this um, what what, what so this book first of all, it's not a very big book. So if anyone likes books with a limited amount of pages, it's uh, quite a tight tight read. And um, basically, it's about a, a gentleman called Victor Frankl. So he's a psychiatrist, and he was alive during the World War period, and during that time because he was a a jew he was transferred into a nazi death camp now when he was there um he saw obviously firsthand the suffering um and then he explains everything into into a lot of detail about all the, the 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 killings that he saw um how so many people had just lost so much hope um, and they were just struggling, basically. I mean, as you can imagine, so many people died during that during that um, time. Now, what he what he realized is during that period where he saw so much pain and suffering, um, he w- he was trying to understand. Okay, what's the meaning for for us to be alive? Like, what's for everyone to go through all the pain that they've gone through in those death camps? What is the meaning, and what what's the pursuit of of the life that we're living? Um, and then he just explains the whole period where he was there and all the suffering that he saw. And I would, di- I would get, read a little quick uh, extract and then we can open it up for a discussion. Okay. So Frank Victor Frankl saw three possible sources for meaning, right? So one in doing... Okay, hold on, let me say this again. Okay. So terrible as it was, his experience in Auschwitz reinforced what was already one of his key ideas. So life is not primarily a quest for pleasure, as Freud believed, who was a famous psychologist at the time. Or other people thought life is all about a quest for power. And this was another psychologist at the time called Alfred Adler who was teaching that. Mm. But what Viktor Frankl realized that life is actually just a quest for meaning. So the greatest task for any person is to find meaning in his or her life. Um, and this is actually great because this kind of builds on the topic that we were talking earlier about the, the, the therapist and the conversations that we're having with them. Um, so Frankl saw three possible sources for, for meaning. So one, it was in work. So doing something significant and important that you enjoy doing. Um, another source of meaning is in love. So when you're actually caring for another person, be it your family or a spouse, um, and then the third one is encouraged during difficult times. Now, suffering in itself is actually meaningless. So suffering doesn't actually mean anything to us. But our suffering is given a meaning by the way in which we respond to it. So at one point, Frankel writes that a person may remain brave, dignified and unselfish. Or in the bitter fight for self-preservation, he may forget that his human dignity... Sorry, he may forget his human dignity and become no more than an animal. And he concedes that only a few prisoners of the Nazis were able to do the former. But even one such example is sufficient proof that man's inner strength may raise him above his outward fate. 
So during that whole time, he saw so many people suffering and having so much pain in their lives. But because that suffering that they were going through in those camps, they were they were given a meaning to it and they endured through it. And their survival actually became the meaning for them to live. And then it was going through that that he realized, well, even the suffering itself is just is just pain. But even that can give people the 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 reasoning to to kind of live and and push through. And it's a very emotional book actually when you're reading it. Um, and hearing him explain everything in detail is is it's a tough read, but it's a it's a powerful book and it helps to kind of frame why we're doing everything and if we if we're struggling to find motivation this is a guy who was in a death camp who didn't even think that he would survive it and then he found a meaning in his life so if he can find meaning in that then i think we should all be able to find meaning in the lives that we're living so yeah that's powerful mm. that's powerful um so yeah any 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 questions or any uh Otherwise, what I would what I would uh, do is is called Man's Search for Meaning uh, by Victor E. Frankel. Highly recommend it to, to everyone. It's a great read. It was actually given to me as a gift as well. So probably that's why I like it even more. Um, but yeah, no, it's a fantastic book. Okay, so thank you all for listening. Um, special thanks to P and Chawel for being open, vulnerable and honest with regards to their therapy session. Um, I think it should be an encouragement for us all, men and women, to be talking about our feelings to someone professional where you can. Um, but yeah, this is episode 29. Thank you once again. And we'll look forward to seeing you on our next episode. If you have any feedback for us or any topics you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to DM us on Instagram at Take Flight Podcast. Alternatively, email us at takeflightpodcast at gmail.com. You can see how much this episode has been for me in terms of, you know, mentally draining and just to be listening to such in depth conversations. But yeah, thank you very much. Perfect, guys. Cool, Happy man. Friday. All right, love. Care. Peace. Take off, take flight with your